Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ann and Una. And you're listening to Engage, the podcast. official return of engage the podcast a podcast where we discuss all things wedding planning and healthy relationships i've never gotten that tagline down correctly that's normally your job i think you take it over because i usually mess it up we have to start over see we saw the practice don't even i mean for being out of practice you sounded pretty good thank you i've been waiting on this moment i know anticipation Anticipation. we're excited to be back oh i was trying to do the whole uh, situations will arise from us just, yeah, all right, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thank you all for bearing with us. Um, if you are new to the podcast, I would suggest you stop now and go back to the beginning. Um, because I think if you're listening from this point forward, you should at least know us I and know like our story yeah. and stuff like that. Um, because this podcast has a lot of spoilers, <laughs> so um definitely stop right now and go back to the first episode our story um which you can find on whatever streaming device you're listening to or a streaming platform you're listening on um but if you're not new to the podcast welcome back um i think that in the course of our transition between uh you know coming to north carolina when starting grad school me starting a job um we had to get in the swing of things with our time management um with just like getting used to like the schedule shift and Albie's messing up the house with like tearing up toilet paper and whatever else, iron cups. So like it was just, it's just been a lot going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we're not exactly all the way there yet, mm-hmm. but we got a plan. We're ready. We're uh, putting in the work. Yeah. Um, big shout out to Sydney Howell, um, who yes. is one of our listeners one of our friends, um, and will probably be on the podcast in the near future. Um, her and I uh, worked together, and we were talking about just kind of uh, things that really made us happy, um, and also like on some entrepreneurial stuff, like what what are some of our, our goals or whatever that we want to kind of like take off with. And um, the podcast from a happiness standpoint and from like a potential entrepreneur standpoint, like it's something that I feel is super, I don't know. It's just like a super good way for us to like meet both of those, um, those needs, I guess, Mm -hmm. of fulfilling our happiness, um, and for maybe make some bread in the future. Um, and so with that, before we get into the normal content of the podcast, uh, just want to lay out a few of our goals that we have for these upcoming episodes and just like the podcast in general and just the the trajectory that we would like the podcast to take on. So um, first and foremost, we'd like to increase listenership and viewership. Um, and so uh, viewership being more so on our social media platforms. Um, we recently switched over the platform uh, from the Engage podcast um, to Engage the podcast, which is the actual title of the podcast. 
Um, it was originally my uh, Instagram account, RIP to AON on IG. Crazy. It's gone. It's crazy. And by the time you all listen to this, the Engaged podcast will also be no more. Yeah. Um, and so really wanting to leverage, uh, you know, larger amounts of followers, really wanting people to share it out with folks. Because um, we appreciate you all listening, but we also want to get more people to listen. Um, and hopefully the things that we're saying aren't like, or they are applicable to um, mm-hmm. like folks across situations and stuff like that. Um, and so we really need y'all um, to help us out in that regard and share it with your loved ones or like folks who are in relationships, folks who aren't. Just be like, hey fam, I think this podcast may be super tight. And if it's not, don't share it. That's all good. But if it is, push that out. We appreciate that. Um, We also want to broaden our topics a little bit. And so um, we reflected on it a little bit and it was like, you know, our podcasts have been, um, I guess like very, not one-sided, but one-dimensional maybe Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like the folks who we're interviewing um, and kind of like their perspectives. Because like these are all people that we know um, in some way, shape or form or like have similar identities. Um, So really branching out um, with our podcast topics as well as our guests. Uh, to be more inclusive of all experiences and stuff, um, which means that we want to even start to talk to maybe professionals, uh, like um, folks who may be um, marriage counselors, um, maybe some different influencers who you all maybe follow on like different platforms like YouTube. I know it has like a lot of different couples um, that do a lot of stuff. So reaching out to them and just being more proactive about uh, expanding our uh our topics and just like the folks who we are engaging with on the podcast and with that being said too that's a great way for you to engage with us as well throughout our social media platforms and we'll be making a more concerted effort to be post posing questions to ask you guys what you all want to hear um what what topics interest you Um, trying to be up to date with certain things that are going on and maybe situations that we can speak to or talk about um, and discuss with you all. So we want to kind of broaden our horizons a little bit, but not only by reaching more people, but reaching people and the people that are already listening in new and different ways. Hmm. Way to sum that up. That was a really good job. I appreciate that. That was a really good job. Uh, and so, with that being said, we have our plan. Moving forward mm-hmm. from now until Thanksgiving, we will be dropping episodes bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should be about four more episodes until the holiday season begins. Holiday season. That's Gucci. <laughs> and we, um, again, will be... Trying to broaden our topic base a little bit, um, but look out for those um, on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Sundays by weekly, starting on this Sunday, which you will be listening to the podcast. What day? Currently, is that, be? that will be the 29th. 29th. Um, we're actually, fun fact, um, recording this on the year uh, anniversary of our engagement. Hey. Which is super exciting. September 27th. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so as I said in the beginning, if you are a new listener, again, it's not too late to turn back right now. Because we have some things we need to share. I have a lot of things we need to get over. Woo! Just. Not in a bad way. In a in great fact, way. a very exciting way. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, let's just recap of where we left off the last time we were on this podcast. Go for it. Um, we had just moved to North Carolina. Yes. 
we um when was that maybe our last episode was in july Mm -hmm. um and so we were getting our bearings settling in getting our dog right everything was cool we had also already booked our venue in Madison, Wisconsin at mm-hmm. the Elder Leopold Nature Center, Shout which is a nature preserve. So beautiful, great mission, sustainable, green wedding focus, like amazing. It's good hospitality as well. Different yeah, hospitality. absolutely. And so we had um, booked that. We had also booked our photographer. Mm-hmm. Go back real quick as well and listen to our episode with Anna Marie Photography. And that episode was number five or six. Anyway, it's Say Cheese. Just go and take a listen. She's great. We are so lucky to have her being our photographer and super excited about all of that. And at that point, was that everything? Yeah, I said we were looking for a place to get food. We Mm -hmm. had narrowed down our guest list from 150 to 100 um, because, you know, we... (laughs) <laughs> couldn't afford it uh 150 people That's um a lot. yeah so we were just kind of in this state of uh of trying to make things work um but also behind the scenes we were like super stressed out about really trying to make that 100 people like number stick um yeah that's where we were that's where we were and things have changed drastically so we need the backstory we need the backstory go for it so we have a wonderful friend here her name is alex Mm -hmm. and she is getting married um a similar time frame as us i think they were planning to get married in october of next year um and i had gone out to drinks with her and some friends and she was like listen y'all like i'm thinking about eloping this is all just too much crazy And I was like, yeah, like, go for it. And she was like, oh, like, the support feels great. Like, I thought that people would be really, like, like, what you're doing in elopement. Like, that seems super weird. And we were 100% supportive of her. And I went home, and I was talking to my friend. And I was like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing? Truly. And so, within a matter of about... Five hours on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I had not been doing anything that day. I was talking to my friend, looked at Airbnbs, and called Anthony saying... Not even. Send me two texts. Sent two texts with different Airbnbs. I said, hey, what do you think about getting married in Italy? And I was like, let's go. Like, <laughs> he was like, I've just been waiting for us to not have to plan a wedding mm-hmm. in the States. And so, drum roll please. <laughs> we are getting married in Italy. <laughs> at a villa with our closest friends um, and family. And we, yeah, we changed everything. Um, and it was, it, was, it was really interesting. And it was a really hard choice in a lot of ways. And yet, it was like the easiest decision that we made throughout the process so far. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just really felt right. And we will go into more of why it felt right. But um, we're really excited. Yeah. That's the news. We are getting married in Italy. And that weekend when we made the decision, like, it was a a roller coaster uh, of emotions. Because, again, Friday, um, everything was like, oh, we're getting married in Italy. Like, Like, cool. Turn up. Like, whatever, whatever. Um, And then, I think we called a few friends and they were like, what? Like, that sounds amazing. mm -hmm. 
Um, and so we like got a lot of like positive experience and, and feedback from folks. And then I think it was like Sunday, we had started going through the numbers. We were looking at prices. We were looking on Airbnb for some um, villas. And then we called your stepmom and we were like, dang, we really got to ask people to mm -hmm. travel to Italy. Uh, like, can we do this? Should we do this? Mm -hmm. um, and we were like, no, we can't do this. Went to sleep. Woke and we up the next day. Both woke up the next day and we were like, I don't know what else we're going to do. Because there was like tears. Like, we was arguing. Like, it was like... like <laughs> we like, don't ever... <laughs> yeah, we have like one like solid argument like every year, maybe two. Um, this, and, this was it. And that was it. Like, <laughs> I can't think of the last time we argued even this year but like this was this was that that blow up moment it was uh yeah it was tears like it was just a lot going on um but i think that after that happened we were just like like because we were so upset about the possibility of not being able to do it like after not even just like gas end up but like i think it was something that we were both like genuinely excited for mm -hmm. um we just said we got to make it work and like it's working it's working it's got to because we're doing it now mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, with this complete 180, um, we really need to, to talk to some people who um, have done this before, who have done the destination wedding. Um, and fortunately enough, um, again, if you go back to a couple earlier episodes before we got to North Carolina, um, we were um, at one of our friend's weddings who also did destination in Mexico. Um, and that is my friend from grad school, Juanita, and her now husband, mm -hmm. Tim. And they did the whole thing. And so we were able to join them for their wedding in Mexico. Um, they did the whole like all-inclusive thing, but they'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, but they had to navigate the logistical issues and just like all the uncertainties and stuff that we were kind of, that we still are facing right now. Um, and so we really wanted to talk to them, the experts, if you will, um, and see what their, kind of like what their frame of thought was throughout their entire process. But before we get into that, let's learn a little bit more about how they met. Well, so Tim and I both um, attended the University of Missouri, better known as Mizzou. Um, and we were both in Greek life at Mizzou. Yep, and um, so... Every year in the fall, they do homecoming where a fraternity will pair up with a sorority and there's like all these little competitions and stuff and uh -huh. each pairing tries to win homecoming essentially. And my fraternity was paired with Juanita's sorority. So we went through like the couple months of homecoming, whatever, hadn't met Tim up until this point. And then at the very end, they do this like party after they announce who the winner is. So we all thought we were gonna win. We got second place, but everyone was still, you know, done for a good time. So we all <laughs> went to a party and we happened to just like cross paths for two seconds. And that's pretty much where the beginning of the story started. <laughs> just in a dingy fraternity basement. <laughs> Amazing, as the I best stories start, right? Right. <laughs> right, I wish it was Not... a better story, but. <laughs> It's not like picture-perfect romantic moment. <laughs> but look at you now. Yeah. But look at us now. Married. Right. We, are, we met almost seven, seven years ago next month. 
So yeah, Juanita and Tim have kind of been at it um, at a very similar timeline um, as to Una and I. So it's cool to see like young couples, like especially young couples that kind of get together in like college or like in high school, um, still at it and, Mm -hmm. you know, making it to this next step of, of marriage and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And as we were talking, as we started talking to them about um, why they chose a destination wedding, one of the things that we wondered about, um, because we got this question quite a bit when we initially made the decision to switch um, and get married in Italy, was why Italy? Like, neither Anthony nor I have ever been. Um, But I think that we both were like, it's just really beautiful and romantic and in a lot of ways as well this is like a vacation we get to spend with a group our family and our friends the people that are really um the closest to us and to be able to have a week and a vacation with those people just sounded amazing in a place that we might not get to otherwise um and so we wanted to ask tim and juanita um, why exactly mexico was their choice So, um, I'm from Colombia. I was originally born in Bogota, Colombia. And so my family, you know, throughout the years that I've lived in the U.S. have tried to come visit, but uh, a lot of people don't know how hard it can be to get a visa to come visit the United States. You have to, you know, prove all these things. Essentially, you have to prove that you don't want to just, like, overstay your visa. Mm. And it's up to the discretion of usually one person to make that decision based on, like, you know, the file that they read and stuff. Um, And so, long story short, several of my family members have tried to um, get visas over the years, and they weren't able to. And so, for me, I always kind of knew that if I wanted to have my Colombian family there it was going to have to be out of the country because they Mm -hmm. likely weren't going to be able to get visas to come here. And so pretty, I mean, not like super early on, but, you know, several, several years back, I would tell Tim, you know, like, if we ever do get married, I hope you know that has to be somewhere far away um, because of this whole ordeal. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, we started mentioning it to your family, like, I don't know, maybe three years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was like really just kind of a practical decision but also the idea of getting married on the beach in Mexico just sounded awesome so I don't know it was it was also like a really exciting uh, idea to to go down to Mexico and have a group of our family and friends come down so I mean there was like the practical component but then also it just it sounded really amazing to do it down there yeah I don't think anyone was opposed at any moment when we were talking about Mexico really we have to go to the beach beach. (laughs) yeah I think the big decision was just whether to do it in Mexico or do it in Colombia. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought a lot of our, like, perhaps my family and our U.S. friends would, it would be more difficult for them to go to Colombia than Mexico. I think Mexico is just kind of like a perfect middle point um, mm-hmm. for yeah. Juanita's family in Colombia and our family and friends here in the U.S., Yeah, so they really talked about just how important it was for them to bring their family together um, and find a place that everybody could kind of be happy in and just be there together because, Mm -hmm. honestly, that wasn't really an option um, here in the States. And so um, I think that's so beautiful and such a testament to Juanita and Tim and the 
the things that they value the most. But I also um, remember Juanita telling us this like beautiful story mm-hmm. of how they chose um, this destination um, resort specifically. Um, she had gone with her dad when she was, I think, around 10. Um, and had visited this beautiful chapel on a hill um, within the the you know like destination park um, and just was like oh one day I want to get married here and her dad was like we're gonna make it happen and it was just so beautiful and I feel like the the family um, the centering of family was like so clear in their wedding shout out to Papa Ariza um, the man <laughs> truly the man um, and so I guess like a big part of our decision also, which what made it difficult was the narrowing down of the guest list. And so as Una mentioned earlier on, um, we are uh, renting two villas um, and the villas total about like 25 people or something like that. Um, And so with that, clearly we went from 150 to 100 to now 25. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like those were difficult decisions that we had to make. Um, especially that on top of the financial, like, acts that we will be, um, putting on folks to get Mm -hmm. to Italy. And so we wanted to kind of pick their brain at how they were able to not only narrow down, um, their guest list, um, but also like, how did they deal with, um, the responsibility of asking folks to, to travel, um, out of the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... Tim comes from a pretty large family. Mm -hmm. Like, both his parents are one of six. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, and I think when your older brother got married, there was, like, 200-plus people at their wedding. Must have been, yeah. Yeah. And so looking at the initial guest list, I mean, cost is such a huge thing when planning a wedding. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we were paying per head. And Mm -hmm. so we really had to look at, like, what is the most we want to spend and, therefore, how many people can we invite based Mm -hmm. off that number. Right. So we, we wanted to keep it pretty small. So I think we did end up in inviting extended family, but just kind of with the assumption that they weren't going to be able to come, but just kind of as a courtesy, we invited them. Yeah. And so we, we kind of figured it would just be our immediate family and the friends, we weren't really sure about what friends could make it because, you know, all of our friends are, are pretty young in their careers and don't necessarily have a lot of money saved up to do a trip like this. So that was the big question mark is how many of our friends could we get to go down with us? Yeah. Um, and I mean, looking at the guest list, we knew that it's not, you know, it's like half who we want to be there and, you know, who can make it. And we felt, I felt really guilty. I think you felt really guilty at first, like mm-hmm. when we really started looking at cost. But then we just try to find like, the cheapest ways that we could make it happen and also we really started seeing it as more of a vacation with our friends which like it ended up being that you Mm -hmm. know in so many ways and so and like that's probably never going to happen again in our lives at least that many people you know having a vacation with us so once we I think saw it like that and really you know when talking to our friends talked about it that way I think that's also when they were like whoa yeah what an opportunity of a lifetime kind of thing right and I I did feel guilty though like I I wanted to put in the invitation just kind of that practical reason for doing it in Mexico because of Juanita's family just because I didn't I didn't want people to be like okay they just want us to fly out to Mexico and we could easily do it in the U.S. so (laughs) 
I was like, I was a little self-conscious about it, but I think everyone like had a pretty awesome attitude about it and yeah. was really excited yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yeah, so I really feel that the, um, the experience we've had with the folks that we've invited has really echoed um, the same thing, um, that I think a lot of it is we feel guilty um, for asking so much and putting so much on others, um, but it's also been so rewarding to hear how um how open and willing people are to 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 make it happen um and to celebrate with us and to experience experience Italy as well like mm-hmm. they they do get something out of that but um it's still hard kind of pill to swallow to ask so much of so many people yeah to ask so much of so many people and then also to like um to limit a lot of people from coming as well mm-hmm. um whether it be you know, the way we had it broken down was that we did, like, you know, family first, like, our immediate family, um, our, um, and then our, essentially, our wedding parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, um, for me, for example, um, my three aunts and my mom, for that matter, take care of my grandma, who had a, a aneurysm, like, three, what was that, three, four years ago? Going on three. Um and so my mom, being her primary caretaker, um, it was already a lot for her to like be like up and out for you know five days across the country. Um, and so like to ask for uh, my aunts or even just like one of my aunts to be able to make it as well was just like a, a difficult yeah. um, thing um, and something that uh, while we were hopeful that maybe like one of them can come, um, knowing them like if one wasn't going like all of them or if two couldn't go like all of them like weren't gonna go so mm-hmm. um when it comes to like family or just like close friends too um just like based on space and like the amount of people that we already had coming um you know like it just was it was a lot of tough decisions yeah absolutely and I think that we've taken that into consideration for how we want to still find a way to like celebrate with those people when we get home mm-hmm. um and it is definitely a toss-up it's like we're getting so much out of it, but it's still going to be things that we, we miss, um, which is definitely hard. Um, but I think that will, it, it kind of meets things in the middle. Um, and so that being said with 25 people and planning for that many people to come to Italy for a week, um, all coming from different parts of the country, um, at different times and staying in the same place, there are a lot of logistics that are, um, not easy to navigate. And so we know that uh, Tim and Juanita did a lot of things in the background to make that as easy as possible for everybody who attended their wedding. And so we wanted to really like ask them about how that worked for them and, and what they did to make that happen. Um, I think one of the biggest points of confusion was arranging transportation from the airport to the hotel because like the arrival times were so staggered and it was hard to group people together to take a shuttle and like people maybe the people that came in the same day are leaving different days so they couldn't ride back with the same people they came in with so it was it was just a big confusing mess and it was it was one we were like still dealing with while we were in Mexico because people were arriving in the days after we arrived so we were like on our phones trying to make sure people got their uh, caught their buses 
Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. going back to the whole making this as seamless as possible for other people, you get really caught up in essentially becoming like a travel agent in some ways, right? And like trying to make sure people's flights arrive on time. If so, what time? Okay, making sure their transportation. And like that's something that our guests could have taken care of on their own. But one, a lot of people, this was their first time traveling out of the country or had never been to Mexico, don't know the language and rightfully, you know, a little bit hesitant. And so we wanted to, again, make everything as seamless as possible. So it caused a little bit of a headache for us, but I think it was totally worth it to make it the options available. And and I think that was also the other part was giving people the option. Like we would gladly do this for you. You know, it's more pricey to do this. You can try this other thing. Totally up to Mm -hmm. you. So that was something hard and then I think other the other thing that was a headache for me because you know I was the one communicating mostly with the wedding planner because of the language um it's like planning something that you can't even see Mm -hmm. until you get there Mm -hmm. like I had Mm -hmm. been there before but that was 10 years ago so you still can't fully picture what you're talking about and you see photographs but there's nothing like being in the actual event space um so, you know, you have an idea of what you want, but, I mean, still trying to plan something via internet is not the easiest walk in the park. So so based on our conversation, it sounds like Juanita and Tim um, really just had to manage the traveling logistics part to and from the airport more specifically. Um, and that was kind of like their main point of, I guess, like stress when it came to logistics. Uh, fortunately for them and for us, for that matter, like we stayed at an all-inclusive, so we didn't have to worry about meals um, or, you know, anything that or a lot of things that Una and I have to like think about in um, our planning. Um, so like that's really good for them. Uh, for us, even flying to um, Italy, like there's either people flying into Florence or flying into um, Rome, which have like different time differences to get to our airbnb or like when people are buying flights like does it make more sense for you to uh, fly out from where you are to um, italy or does it make sense for you to fly to new york or dc and then fly out like a lot of logistics um that we're trying to that we're trying to keep at the forefront especially for some of our folks who like don't necessarily use apps like i talked to my stepmom earlier today and she was like what was that thing you told me to download uh jumper and I was like, Hopper. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I ain't downloaded. And I was like, great. I'll be looking Check for it, your flights. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so stuff like that, food, transportation, um, things that we are definitely going to have to like hash out. But, um, you know, we bought our tickets um, Ooh, yes, over yesterday. Two days ago. Two days ago. Um, we had our first person buy their ticket. Shout out to Brian Allen. Um, you know, best man doing best man things, um, <laughs> bought his ticket. So, you know, um, things are happening and I think we just got to like stay abreast to, or stay ahead of the game, yeah. um, when it comes to like the planning stuff. Um, so we went on to ask Juanita and Tim, uh, you know, with this, their wedding not being in the United States and like them doing the abroad thing, um, kind of like what's something that they felt that they got out of, um, doing a wedding outside of the United States that they wouldn't have necessarily gotten if they would have did a traditional wedding in the States. For me, like I'm a really, I'm personally a really sentimental person. And I've noticed that when I've graduated from college, 
you know, all of my friends are spread out all over the U.S. I'm not in a place where, and, and, you know, some people, they have all their concentration of friends, like, in the same place, but we really don't. And so having a destination wedding where we could celebrate multiple days um, with our friends and spend time with them, that was something that I don't think you could put a price tag on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that you can, because what happens at weddings, like usually in the U.S., which is so funny to me, you know, you get there Friday night. If you're in the wedding party, maybe you do the rehearsal dinner, but usually there's not a lot of time. You usually do the wedding on Saturday. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And then you leave Sunday morning, and it's like you don't, sometimes don't even see the couple, and then mm-hmm. you don't know when you're going to see them again. Like, it feels so rushed yeah. and you spend so much money on one day mm-hmm. and like maybe you can barely you know see the the couple that's getting married you can spend time with other friends but really it's just like why like all happens in the blink of an eye so I think the value of a destination wedding is that is getting to spend quality time with the people that you love mm-hmm. outside a little bit of the stress that you feel planning the actual wedding but I don't think you can put a price tag on that yeah, no, I I completely agree in that just kind of the the number of days we all had together there. Like, you know, I, I see a lot of those friends once a year at best. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's individually. And then to have all of them in the same spot for like a week. And, mm-hmm. you know, not only like my friend group is all together finally, but my friends get to hang out with Juanita's friends. And like they get to see my family and see Juanita's family. So just like that extended period of people just spending time together was incredible. And that's not something we would have gotten in the U S. Yeah. I think that even at weddings that like are just like the day long affairs, like it's pretty much separate, like the bride side, the groom side, Mm -hmm. even at the reception, like Mm -hmm. it may be like some mingling of like some folks that just get too turned up and like (laughs) trying to like do some other stuff, but like overall, like that mix of, of families like doesn't happen so i i mean like your friends are cool as hell and like Mm -hmm. mind you like i didn't know um a lot of the folks that juanita brought like also so like i was just trying to kick it and it was Mm -hmm. cool it was fun times it was great and and people remember each other you Mm -hmm. know like i've i've told people you know like and we're getting married and they're like oh i know you know and it's just like Mm -hmm. they it's this connection and yeah you don't you don't get to necessarily have that a lot of times in other weddings yeah and i i see people um that i follow on instagram from you and aunt's grad cohort like they'll post a picture and i see my sister-in-law has liked it <laughs> so they like, follow each other on social media and stuff now so it's kind of cool yo the life of the yeah. party man she was she was the goat yes <laughs> and, and the uh and the bouncer the enforcer yes. of the so party. oh yeah when that lady tried to you know crash the wedding and <laughs> i just looked at her and i said katie that lady I don't know her and she's like she's got I got got you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like do you know who got married oh, okay I'm gonna need you to leave <laughs> like, okay okay but I'm yeah it was more people didn't try to crash it but yeah <laughs> uh yeah I feel like this 100% is exactly why we're so excited um to do our wedding this way um Beyond just being able to go to Italy, we now live in North Carolina. North um, Carolina. Okay. Kitty Pablo? <laughs> All right. And um, so we live in North Carolina now, and we really don't get to see our friends as much. Um, and on top of that, like, we have a lot of friends who I think have have lived and been in, like, parallel circles um, and have, like, 
you know, they know of each other and, and maybe they've been in the same party or the same space. Um, but to have like them all together, I think we're so excited. That sounds so like right, just like so just turned, so dude. exciting. Like we have, I think that's one thing that we, um, that's really important to us is mm-hmm. our friends and our friendships, um, and making sure that not only um, that we cultivate like the growth of those friendships and continue those friendships. But I think that you especially, like, bring people together. Like, that is your strong suit, and I feel like that's when you're most happy is when you have, like, all these people from different groups in one space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that this, in completely echoing Juanita and Tim, like, there will never be a time when all of these people and our families are mm-hmm. together in the same space again, probably. Um, but on top of that, that we get to spend an entire week with them. It's not like they're just, like, sitting at a table, like, next to each other we really get to like spend time exploring Italy and like hanging out at our villa and like having meals together um that aren't quite as like stuffy I think as some weddings can be um and so we're just really really excited for that and all of our friends are like super popping too yes like popping I mean like they're individually popping they're popping within like their small like groups but also I feel like all of our friends do a good job at like making other people feel like comfortable around them and stuff you know what i'm saying so like like it's just gonna be like one big party yeah like with everybody with everybody and like for it's, a week it's just gonna be like such a <laughs> cohesive like turn up oh i'm so excited guys i'm tight. so excited <laughs> all right so with that of course um we wanted to ask about if there was anything that they would want to change um i think a hundred percent i think whenever you go to a wedding you never see the things that you know go quote unquote wrong um from your perspective but of course the people who are throwing the wedding um have things they might change or do differently um and for a destination wedding that looks a little different as well and so we really wanted to ask um Juanita and Tim um if they could do it all over again would they change anything so our wedding was on a Saturday and we were there from the previous Tuesday to the Tuesday after the wedding, I would a lot, if we were there for a week, I would a lot more of the week post-wedding for like relaxation time because okay. a lot of the week leading up to the wedding was spent kind of stressed out. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's <laughs> the one thing I would <laughs> That's think. what I was going to say was the stress. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We let ourselves get so stressed. And I think that's, it's un, like, you know, but it's almost unavoidable. Yeah. Especially planning a destination wedding. Again, like, we had never met with our wedding coordinator. So we were doing that before the wedding. Like, we had never, you know, like, we hadn't paid the bill. We hadn't met with the photographer. We were coordinating transport. Like, there's just so many things. And in retrospect, I would have rather had, like, two days of, like, full stress or maybe a day and a half. I don't know. Instead mm-hmm. of, like, four before mm-hmm. the wedding. So if I could go back, that's exactly what I would do is just like do less during the time before and then just spend more time relaxing afterwards. Okay. I, and we didn't do a honeymoon. And I can see why people do honeymoons. Because, <laughs> oh, my God. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, my gosh, how do I go back into regular life now? Like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they brought up an interesting point because um, right now as it stands, we will get to or everyone's going to get to Italy on July 1st. Um, and then we wouldn't get married for another three, four days. And so now after hearing that, I'm like, man, maybe we should change that. 
or maybe we should keep it the same. I'm just not trying to be stressed. I'm personally like, I'm going to be like pretty even kill or like trying to balance your stress level. <laughs> um, I'll be stressed, but like in just like a different way. You know what I'm saying? But like, I would rather us not be stressed as much as possible. Absolutely. I mean, I think so. I'm definitely a planner. And so I try to plan for multiple possibilities. Um, with that being said, a hundred percent, I will be stressed. (laughs) Um, but I also think as soon as everyone's there, then I can relax. Um, and so I, um, will be getting there a day before everybody else to like settle in, make sure that Airbnb is good, um, set everything up and then everybody will be coming. We'll have a welcome dinner and hopefully everybody will be able to come that day, but they might come the next day. And so I think the logistics of just making sure everybody gets there, like once everybody's there, it's like a fend for yourself. I mean, not quite, but you know, like do what you want to do, explore what you want to explore. Like we're here together and it's going to be fun and cool. Um, and to get that time on both ends of our trip, I feel like we'll be really nice because we still do have a couple days um like before we leave um everyone else so I'm not too worried I feel like that will come as we start to get more people who have bought their tickets and then we can start planning right now it's all kind of you know hypothesizing about like what things are gonna look like and neither one of us do really well with hypotheticals we do not no so we're ready for for the ball to start moving and it is um and we are just Wow, we're excited. Yeah, super excited. And also super excited to um, be continuing to do this podcast. We're just so excited. We've been wanting to tell everybody about this. So now you know. I really hope that you guys can um, leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. Um, tell us what you think of the podcast. But also tell you tell us what you think about getting married in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, or destination weddings. Or, um, I mean, don't tell us that we made a huge mistake. Cause I mean, we, feel free to drag us. We'll take that. We'll take that feedback. It's booked, so like, <laughs> it ain't ain't nothing really gonna change about that. I would rather not hear it. Positive comments, I love. But generally speaking, please tell us what you think. Tell us if this is something that you might want to do, or if this is something that you never thought about. I feel like I've heard of that from a few people. Um, I feel like a lot of people after they got married were like, "Yeah, if I could do it all over again, I would have just like eloped, or I would have mm-hmm. done this nice wedding, right?" But here we are. We're doing it. Also, a small plug. So, um, the amount of money that we were going to spend for 100 people in Madison, Wisconsin for uh, one day, essentially eight hours, if you will, um, is now stretching us five days in Italy. Oh, and we didn't even include this. Our wedding photographer is still coming with us. Anna Marie Photography, follow her Instagram, is joining us with the festivities. She was wonderful in being able to accommodate like this change. Um, you know, we really the rock with her, amazing. rock with her super heavy. So just keep that in mind. Like when you're thinking about like the financial part, like Italy sounds super expensive. And again, like it's expensive in different ways. Um, but in terms of like the out-of-pocket costs for us and just like making it more worthwhile for like, um, for us and like for our guests and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like it really does like pan out to be just like a really good vacation, just like a better use of our money in our opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely go ahead, follow us on Instagram. Um, we are now engaged the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can delete the engage the podcast that or the engaged podcast mm-hmm. because that no longer exists. Our Instagram name is the name of the podcast. It is. 
You can follow us as well. Yeah. And uh, we will catch you in... Two weeks. Two weeks. Peace out. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share if you enjoyed this episode. We're excited to engage with you further. Feel free to also slide us a follow on Instagram at EngageThePodcast. And also follow our personal accounts if you would like at AON on Twitter with two Ys and at Uno More on Instagram. This episode was produced by Anthony and myself and our theme music was made by 